What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC 290, Volkanovski versus Rodriguez. Um, but first, I'm going to go over the results of uh, of UFC on ABC Five. Um, uh, my my biggest play on the card, uh, my one unit play on uh, Jack Jenkins plus 150. That one hit, so that was a unit and a half profit right there. Um, and I had a play on Austin Lane. Uh, it was a half unit, but obviously that fight ended up being a no contest, so it was a no action for me. I got my money back. And um, originally I had a uh, Trevor Peak and uh, Tetsuro Tiara uh, two-man parlay uh, that was plus 150 that I had a half unit on. and uh, But that was originally, um, that was before Peak's opponent got changed. And and then Tiara obviously, first it was Peak and Tiara, then Tiara, um, Peak's uh, opponent got changed. So then it was just Tiara, and then Tiara dropped off right before the fights that that day after weigh-in. So got my money back on that, and you know I had a I had a few parlays, but I just had probably like fifty bucks on each of those. None of those hit. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much it for that card, man. But I ended up coming out with a little over a unit profit. So um, I wish it was mo- most of my money was on underdogs there, you know. Um, I was pretty confident in Lane and Jenkins, and Jenkins looked pretty good. It was a close fight, man. I could see, um, I could see the judges giving it to either of those guys. I thought Jenkins clearly won round one. I thought Jamal clearly won round three, and I think the second round could probably go either way. So it was a very close fight, man. I think uh, Jack was just having, he was having a little bit of trouble, you know, getting around the reach of of Emmers and stuff. But it was a it was a close fight. Um, but I'm glad that play hit for me. And uh, what else? Um, so yeah, please like and subscribe. Um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go over each fight and give my prediction for the fight, who I think is going to win. Um, and at the end of the video, I give out my bets for free, um, which is something not a whole lot of channels do anymore. Um, I put myself out there, put all my picks, my bets. If I if I do bad, y'all all know about it, you know, because if you're paying somebody for bets, um, and or if you're watching a channel and they're, they're you're not paying them for bets, then you don't really ever know if they're bets hit or not you know because you're not paying for them so uh, or at least you don't know ahead of time if they actually even had the bets so um so yeah man whenever i whenever i'm having a bad night everybody gets to know about it i guess you know um i did horrible on my picks last week i forgot to talk about that i think i only got like four or five of the fights right it was a terrible one but at least the at least the money came in so um and uh yeah and i'm also available on spotify Pandora, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Rumble, all the major streaming platforms. Not many people listen to me on those. It's mostly all on YouTube. Um, the contest is still going on for Strickland versus Magomedov. If you go back and watch that video, the beginning of that video, um, you can put your picks for the contest. Just put them on that video. Don't put them on this one because it's hard enough for me to keep up with this stuff as it is. But, um, you know, whenever y'all whenever y'all give y'all's picks on, on the Magomedov uh, Strickland, uh, video i just screenshot them so i know who who came in before who and whatever and uh, we're gonna find out y'all find out on my next video if anyone won it and that that contest is for uh magomedov versus strickland that card so 
Um, if you're interested in finding out what that was, go back to that video, watch the beginning. I'll tell you how it works. You can put in your picks, try to win uh, what I had up uh, as a prize. Um, and uh, what else? I guess, I guess that's about it for all that stuff. So yeah, um, UFC 290. It's going to be a pretty good card, man. Uh, a lot of good fights on this card. Let's see what <clears throat> let's see what fights we lost real quick. Man, it was like 107 degrees down here in Texas today. <laughs> uh, yeah, super hot. It's, it's been gonna get, we're gonna get worse too. Um, we lost uh, Devison Figueredo versus Manel Cape uh, Cop, and uh, Christian Rodriguez versus Cameron Simon. Um, Simon's opponent got replaced with Terrence Mitchell. So, but uh, I didn't even realize that. It's kind of last minute that I realized that they added this Tiara fight to this card, um, which I've been going over tape for Tiara for a few weeks now. So, I mean, I know all that. And I do remember Edgar Chárez uh, from uh, the Contender Series, and I have done a little bit of research on him before, too. So, uh, but let's get into it, man. First up, we got Edgar Chárez taking on Tatsuro Tiara. Chárez is 27 years old. He is 5'7 with a 72-inch reach. He is 10-4, and four, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And, uh, yeah, he got beat on the uh, Contender Series by Clayton Carpenter. Um, he did land some good shots at the beginning of that fight. I think he swole um, Clayton's eye up. Looked pretty tough at first. Um, but, if uh, but yeah, if Clayton can out-grapple him, you know, which Clayton definitely did out-grapple him, uh, Tiara definitely can, in my opinion. Um, this guy is a very good, you know, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage, um, pretty sharp boxing, he hits really hard, he's got some power, um, but, you know, he hasn't really, you know, he didn't even win the fight on the Contender Series, and then he went back and fought, you know, a five and seven guy, you know, on the regional scene, and then a, an eight and four guy in the, uh, in Fury, so, um, that one's a little bit more impressive than, impressive than the, uh, five and seven, so, um, but he did miss weight his last time out, so that's something to keep an eye on, he is a pretty, Pretty good sized guy for the weight class. Um, I think this actually is a catch weight at uh, 130 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe you don't have to worry about his weight so much. Um, he's taken on Tatsuro Tiara. He is 23 years old, 5'7 with a 70 inch reach. He is 13 and 0 and 3 and 0 in the UFC. And yeah, Tiara's an amazing grappler with very good submissions, um, really good submission defense. He's looked better every time we've seen him. Um, he's very long for the weight class. He'll have a three-inch reach advantage here. Or wait a minute. No, that's not true. Charles has got the reach advantage. Sorry, I misread my stuff. <laughs> um, he has very good top pressure, and it's hard to get off. Uh, hard to get off of you. Um, get him off of you. Um, not get him off. Gross bastard. Um, he throws good straight strikes on the feet. You know, he fights very long. Um, if that makes sense. You know, he can grapple for three rounds, no problem. Uh, you know, this is very much a class of styles, you know, grappler versus striker, you know, and usually the grapplers come out on top in that. And, you know, the game plan is always the same with TR. He's going to come out there. He's going to take you down. He's going to get that submission. And, uh, you know, even though he primarily grapples, he has, you know, held his own on the feet at times. You know, I think in the CJ Vergara fight, he was landing some good shots. And um, he's definitely up to par as far as handling himself on the feet for a little bit. And I'm definitely going to be taking TR to win. Uh, I'm going to say by sub, round one, man. That's a pretty safe pick for him. Next up, we got Cameron Saman taking on Terrence McKinney. 
or Terrence, Terrence Mitchell, sorry. Boy, that heat's getting to me again. Um, Cameron Simon is 22 years old, 5'8", with a 67-inch reach. He is 8-0 and 2-0 in the UFC. Uh, so, you know, they don't at this time have the lines up for this fight, so I wasn't able to uh, to find those. They don't have them up on the on the one that I was using anyway to put all my stuff together. Um, I was using Bovada this week. Um, so, uh, actually, I can check right now real quick. Let's see if they got them up yet, because I haven't looked at them today. That way, I know one of you guys was, uh, I do appreciate you guys because you guys have been reminding me like, Hey man, no time steps, what the fuck, you know? And obviously I mean to do that. Sometimes I forget. And also, you know, you guys have asked that I kind of give out the the lines and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know, I, I mean to do it every time and I forget to, you know, write them down or whatever. So, um, let me see if they got it up yet. Yeah, they still don't have it up on Bovada, man, for this Samen fight. So, um, so yeah, man, I had my doubts at, about this guy after his debut, you know, because he was giving up a lot of takedowns in that fight and making a lot of mistakes in the grappling. But he did eventually come around and you know kind of get get his own grappling in. But um, you know, and then he uh, he hit his opponent with an illegal knee to the face, you know, a just obvious you know illegal shot. Um, I don't think they should have let that fight continue, you know, after that. Um, it was pretty close up until that point, but you know, um, he got an immediate finish after they started the fight again. So I think that, I don't think the guy got over the illegal knee, but you know, I wasn't really sold on him, but he did impress me in his next fight against Mana Martinez. And, uh, you know, even though the fouls were piling up in that fight as well, man, he was very effective with all his kicks. Um, his striking looked very sharp, um, you know, and his game all around looked very, you know, really great. And, uh, maybe it was the debut, you know, jitters, octagon jitters, you know, in his debut that. He was kind of making a lot of mistakes, uh, being nervous. Um, great cardio, very fast, moves in and out very well. Um, uses good push kicks, very hard kicks to the body, and uh, hard kicks to the dick. There were a lot of those in uh, in his last fight. <laughs> he, I think he low kick, kicked uh, Martinez low like three times in that fight and then poked him in the eye several times too. Um, so, yeah, man... Uh, you know, he lost a point in both of his last two fights. So, I mean, that kind of, kind of tells you, you know, I mean, he's kind of, he's got a few things he's got to watch out on. And I think it's because he throws those, he throws those low kicks up high to the inside of the thigh a lot, man. So it's almost like he's aiming for it, but I don't think that's what he's intending to do. Um, you know, and he showed he's very tough. Mana busted him up in the first round, landed some good shots on him. He was bleeding out of his nose. Um, he's young. He's going to be constantly improving. Um, he pressures guys really well. He pushes a really good pace, man. He's always moving, always throwing. Um, he's very impressive, man. And, uh, yeah, definitely for such a young guy. So He's taking on Terrence Mitchell. He is 33 years old, uh, 5'10". We don't have his reach um, on Tapology. He is 15-2, and two, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be the bigger, longer guy. You know, they don't have a reach for him, but I imagine since he's, you know, 5'10", and the Bantamweight division, he's going to have a pretty good reach. He's really tall and skinny. And uh, he got knocked out on the Ultimate Fighter show. Um, I think that was like in 2016 or something um, by Kai Kara France. And, uh, and uh, yeah, looking at his record, it looks like he took a year off and then he made, he, he had one fight and then he took another few years off before getting back on like a regular schedule um, so maybe he was debating on getting out of fighting at that point or whatever. 
Um, all of his wins have been by finish. He is pretty exciting, man. He's on the Alaska, you know, the Alaska fight scene. Um, I forget what that, uh, I don't remember what they're called, but, um, <clears throat> where was I at? But the, yeah, the, uh, so the most experienced guy that, um, that he has fought has had like five or six total fights. Um, you know, lately he's had a lot of quick submission wins. Um, he fought most of his career at flyweight. He's also fought at lightweight and, you know, his last fight was at bantamweight, which is what this fight's supposed to be at. Um, you know, it's hard for me to really say how good his skills are, you know, based on the, the horrible competition that he's been taking on. You know, the, the best guy that he's fought has been, um, you know, Kai Kara France. And of course he got knocked out very quickly in that fight. Um, you know, he has looked amazing in all those, in all these fights though. And, you know, I do think he'll have a good, you know, advantage in this fight with his height and his reach, you know, and probably in most fights that he's going to have in this division. But, uh, you know, I got to go with what I know, man. And what I know is that Cameron has the striking advantage and has looked amazing against tougher competition. So, uh, I'm going to take Cameron to get the win by decision. Uh, yeah, so I'll go with that. And next up we got Jimmy Crute taking on Alonzo Minifield two. And this should be a, a exciting fight while it lasts. Um, Jimmy Crude is 27 years old, 6'2", with a 74-inch reach. He is 12-3-1 and 4-3-1 in the UFC. And uh, he is a minus 103, so it's almost a pick Um A lot of people were very high on Jimmy when he started his career in the UFC. You know, he's a big, strong guy. He's got good submissions and pretty good grappling. Um, you know, the only win that I was really impressed with was, you know, the win over Michael Ozaychek. Um, I believe he sub did he submit him? Yeah, it was a, with a Kimura. And uh, you know, he's not very he's not on a very good run right now, man. He got knocked out by Anthony Smith, Jamal Hill, and then there was the re this is the rematch. Um him and Alonzo went to a draw last time. Um and he got destroyed by Minifield early in that fight. Um, you know, he did get some takedowns in the first round, but Minifield got back up and, you know, was really putting a beating on him. And uh, you know, like I said, he did get a lot of takedowns. Um, he kind of gassed himself out wrestling. And if, if honestly, if Alonzo had had a little bit more time at the end of the first round, you know, he may have finished Jimmy because he just dropped him at the end of the round. And he came out and, you know, put put a pretty good show on the first part of the second round. I thought he, I thought Minifield clearly won the first two rounds just on damage. Uh, Jimmy definitely won the third round, but they did take a point from Minifield for fence grabbing. And I think that's why it was a draw. You know, otherwise he would have won the first two rounds. Um, but yeah, man, Jimmy's got good submissions and uh, his striking looks a little sloppy. I don't, it wasn't so much that his striking looked sloppy. It's just that he was gassed out pretty quickly in that fight after, you know, getting several takedowns and Lonzo kept popping back up. And, you know, whenever, whenever Jimmy gets, you know, gassed like that, he has zero head movement, man. He was just sitting there eating every shot that Minifield hit him with, you know, and, uh, that's what kind of worries me about that. He does definitely have the grappling advantage in this fight, though. And he's taking on Alonzo Minifield, 35 years old, 6 foot tall, 76 inch reach. He is 13-3-1 and one, and 6-3-1 and one in the UFC. And he's a minus 115. Um, but yeah, Alonzo definitely has the striking advantage, the power advantage. Um, he dropped crude a lot of times in their first fight. Uh, like I said, Jimmy's head movement was not there. And, you know, I thought... Um, even though he got the point taken away, man, I that was <laughs> it was pretty uh 
you know, a lot of fights like that, you know, when the judges do that, sometimes they'll give the fight to the guy anyway, you know, but, um, I guess, I guess Crute really did, you know, get, get the takedowns in the third round and he definitely won the third round. I wouldn't call it a 10, eight cause he wasn't doing much damage, but, uh, but I'm man, you know, based off the first fight, I think there's going to be things that Minifield's going to work on. Obviously, he knows how Jimmy was getting him down in that fight, so I believe he's probably going to have the answer for that. I'm sure they worked on that for the past, you know, however many months it's been. Um, and I, I'm gonna think I'm going to take Alonzo to get the win by KO here. You know, um, other refs would have stopped that fight. You know, when he dropped Jimmy and was Jimmy was just getting rocked with every thought or every punch that um, Alonzo threw. You know, Jimmy was basically out on his feet at some of the time, man. Um, I just think Alonzo's gonna gonna finish him this time, and Alonzo's gonna have a two inch reach reach advantage. He's got nine wins by knockout on his record, and you know, Jimmy's taken a lot of damage in his last three fights, man. So I'm honestly starting to get you know worried about him a bit. Um, you know, they weren't they weren't those two knockouts were not. Um, you know, he was he was really 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 out of there you know um well i guess the anthony smith fight was a you know a stoppage to a leg injury but um the jamal hill knockout was was pretty devastating and the damage that he took from a minifield in his first fight and the first fight was pretty devastating so i'll take minifield to get the knockout next up we got vitor petrino taking on marcin pracknow and uh, I'm probably going to catch a lot of bullshit for, for my opinion on this one. Excuse me. Um, Vitor Betrino is 25 years old, 6'2", with a 77-inch reach. He is 8-0 and 1-0 in the UFC. And Victor is a very big, strong guy, very powerful, 3-inch reach advantage in this spot. Um, six wins by knockout on his record. Um, he fought a grappler his last time out, and uh, you know he actually did get caught with a few good punches in that fight because the guy he fought is not known to be a striker at all. Um, but Petrino, he's not really a good grappler. He just is very strong, so he kind of outmuscles guys and throws them around. You know, it's not that he's like a good wrestler or anything. It's just that he's super strong, and uh, and he did give up some takedowns in that fight. He gave up his back quite a few times. Um, he doesn't check leg kicks at all. Uh, which could definitely hurt him in this fight. If you watch Pracknell's last fight, he's deadly with those leg kicks. He'll throw 150 of them, 200 in a fight. Um, and I hope I'm not out of line saying this, man, but I feel like I went back and watched the tape on, you know, these guys. I've known Pracknell from one and, you know, all, all the other stuff he's done. So I'm very familiar with him. And, uh, you know, Petrino, his striking honestly is is not very good. You know, he's just kind of wild. And he's not very technical at all. He's just very powerful. He just wings punches, you know. And you know, based on 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 skill level, I don't agree with this line at all. You know, he's a he's a minus two sixty favorite, and um, you know, I think the only advantage that he's going to have in this fight is the power advantage. You know, um, but his striking isn't very good, man. He just wings punches really wildly and waits for guys to come in close and just wings hooks and stuff like that. And it works for him because he's a very powerful guy. Um, but man, I, I'm, I just don't see, um, a minus two sixty favorite there. So, um, Marcin Pracknell is 34 years old, six, three with a 74 inch reach. He is 16 and six and three and four in the UFC. And he's a plus two ten underdog. 
and I'm sure it's been a few days since I've been doing my notes, so I'm sure that right now he's even more of an underdog. Um, let me just check and see if it's see if it's gotten worse. Nope, it's about the same. A little bit of money has come in on uh, Prack now. He's like at a plus uh, plus two oh five now. So, um, you know, uh, Prack now he's a world class striker. You know, people may not want to admit it for whatever reason. Um, everyone was really hating on this guy because he came in the UFC and he lost a couple fights. He got finished in a couple fights. Um, he's more experienced. He's fought the tougher competition all over the world. He has better striking technique than Petrino. Um, he's got a karate type style, you know, um, he's made improvements. He's learned after those, you know, a couple knockout losses to fight safer and try to stay out of the way of those big shots. And, uh, in his last fight, you know, William Knight just couldn't get anything going. And Marson just ate him up with the, with the leg kicks until he could barely stand. Um, you know, Marson has a win over Khalil Roundtree. So, I mean, that's impressive. Khalil's a very tough guy. Um, his footwork looked much improved. You know, he's very effective with his kicks. Um, the way he throws all of his kicks, it's kind of hard to tell which way he's going with them. Not a lot of wind up. Um, you know, if Marson can come out and do the same thing he did in his last fight to Petrino, he has a shot to win. And uh, as confusing as this might be to some people, because I don't agree with the line, I'm actually going to pick Procnell. Um, I won't, I won't put him high up in parlays or anything. I understand that I'm probably wrong, but I just don't like the price. And, uh, because I'm just not that high on Petrino either, you know, um, he's a tough guy. He's very powerful. He's undefeated. I get it, you know, but, uh, I think that against a skilled striker, he could possibly get exposed, you know? So, and, and I think, I think the values on a plus two ten underdog than a guy who's only fought one time in the UFC, you know, that's going to wind up being like a minus 300, 350, um, and I think I think Pracknell is the more skilled guy, man. And you know, I know everyone's going to give me shit for this one, but whatever. But that's just my opinion on it. Um, you know, I'll, I would probably make all my parlays and then just have Pracknell on the Hail Mary parlay, you know, and then have other ones, you know, that that uh, you know, because he's an underdog. I try not to put the underdogs too high up on my parlays. You know what I mean? Um, but I think he's got definitely a good shot at this. I think he does have the better striking, and uh, yeah, so. We'll see if he's turned the corner. Next up, we got Camilla Kirk taking on Esteban Ribovix. And uh, Camilla Kirk is 29 years old. He's 5'10 with a 75-inch reach. He is 11-5 and and 1-1 and in the UFC. And he doesn't he just seem like, I don't know if maybe it's because I was seeing him on the regional scene or whatever, but I, I just like, when I was doing the tape, I was like, man, hadn't this guy been in the UFC longer than that? You know, and I guess he hasn't, but, uh, I don't know. I just thought he had been in the UFC longer and had more fights than that. But, um, yeah, one and one in the UFC, he's a plus plus one sixty one underdog. Um, you know, Kirk lost to Damon Jackson his last time out by submission. Um, he's going to have a six inch reach advantage here. He's got very long arms, you know, for his size and for the weight class. And he has six submission wins four uh, four wins by knockout. Um, you know, he fights very long. He has good boxing. Um, he has struggled with the takedown defense at times. Uh, he does throw good knees up the middle when he's being pressured. Um, he did land uh, one of those on uh, Damon Jackson. And uh, he's moving up to lightweight here, so I'm curious to see how he's going to look, you know, better or worse. I imagine he's going to be, 
you know, pretty good size, but I guess moving up, you know, he's probably in the right weight class. He's a pretty good, big flyweight or featherweight. Sorry. Um, doesn't seem to be, you know, a, a very good grappler in the UFC, even though he's got those wins by submission. Um, you know, he's not very good off of his back. That's for sure. And, uh, he does like to keep it on the feet for the most part. Um, he's going to be taking on Esteban Ribovics. He is 27 years old, 5'10 with a 69-inch reach. He's 11-1 and 0-1 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-197 favorite. And uh, all, of his, all of his wins have been by finish, both submissions and knockouts. Um, I wasn't very high on him coming into the UFC, but uh, he made a really good account of himself. You know, he did struggle with the takedowns against a bigger, stronger guy in, uh, in Radzibov. And, uh, but, you know, he... He had his moments in that fight. He's a very slick striker. He did hurt Radzibov a lot of times, and he was, you know, um, he was, you know, getting getting up. He wasn't, you know, being controlled on the ground for very long. He was getting up at times, and uh, he's a very slick striker. You know, very powerful. And yeah, I think his debut was on short notice. Man, that was a short notice opponent for him. Um, he didn't have time to prepare for that. He was going to fight somebody completely different. And uh, I expect this fight to stay on the feet. Um. You know, he has a really good Kimura, man. He uses it, you know, constantly. As soon as he's taken down, before he hits the ground, he's reaching for that Kimura lock. And uh, it's it's pretty cool, man, how he does it. He's very good at it. You know, he uses it to sweep, to get up, and to finish. Um, I think he's going to be better anywhere the fight goes here, honestly. And uh, unless Kirk just looks like a completely different guy at, at lightweight and a monster, you know, um, it's possible. Uh I don't think I don't think Kirk's gonna have the you know the wrestling advantage here. Um, I don't think he's gonna be able to get Esteban down, and I like the price of Rubovic, and uh, I'm definitely taking Esteban to win. And I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he gets the win by a second round knockout since all of his fights have been by finish, or maybe he'll hurt. Kirk and 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 then jump on rear naked choke or something like that. Um, Ribovic's going to definitely have the uh, speed advantage as well in this fight. He's very fast and uh, yeah, I'm going with going with him. Next up, we got Yasmin Yerigui, Yerigui, <laughs> uh, taking on Denise Gomes. I'm just going to call her Yasmin because her last name's tricky. Uh, Yasmin is 24 years old. She's 5'3 with a 64-inch reach. She is 10-0 and 2-0 in the UFC. And so this is one of the few female fighters that I'm willing to invest in. Um, she has a very high-level you know, very high level fighter, um, very well-rounded. She's a finisher. She has seven wins by knockout. Doesn't have any wins by submission, though. Um, and her debut, man, her opponent, you know, and her both showed that they were super talented fighters. It was an amazing fight. You could tell they're very, very talented fighters coming in, you know, their first fight in the UFC, and they were way up on the card. And, uh, you know, then uh, Yasmin followed it up with a finish over Estela Nunes, who's a very good striker. And, uh, you know, Yasmin's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here. She throws great combinations, very technical and accurate with her strikes. Um, she's very fast. She can take a punch. She got dropped in her last fight, and she still got the win. Um, she pushes a really tough pace, great cardio. She never throws just one punch. It's always multiple strikes, which is something you like to see. Um, she hit Nunez with probably a 10-punch combination at one point in that fight. And uh, she has really great ground and pound and elbows from top position. I really can't say enough good things about her. 
And uh, she's taking on Denise Gomes, 23 years old, 5'2", with a 63-inch reach. She is 7-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, in her debut against uh, Luke Boomy, she didn't look very good. Um, of course, Luke Boomy is a very talented Muay Thai striker, you know, and Gomes is a Muay Thai-type striker, too, but Luke Boomy is a, you know, from Thailand, you know, everything perfect Thai striker. And uh, it was a rough debut. You know, she looked like a completely different fighter, though, in her last time out. Um, she's very powerful and explosive. She beat up and knocked out a girl that was way bigger than her in her last fight. Um, what was her name? Runa, Runa Brazil? Yeah. And um, she was throwing great calf kicks. She was dominant in the clinch, you know, against a way taller girl. And uh, she stuffed all the takedowns, uh, throws a ton of volume. She had a lot of success, you know, rushing in her on her opponent last time, which isn't something she's going to want to do against Yasmin. Uh, Yasmin counters very well and running in on her is going to get you dropped. And, uh, I've got to go with Yasmin to get this fight, um, get the win. And, uh, I'm going to say by late finish, man, by TKO, um, she's the more skilled striker. She's more technical. Um, they're both pretty powerful, but, and I don't think D Gomes is going to be able to, to take Yasmin down. So I think it'll be, st she'll be stuck on the feet with Yasmin and Yasmin's going to get the better of the, uh, the striking and put out the better volume. Sorry, almost knocked my microphone over. Next up, we got Shannon Ross taking on Jesus Aguilar. And this is another one that after breaking down the tape, I, I, uh, yeah, into a deep dive um, and switch up everything I thought about, you know, this fight. So uh, Shannon Ross is 34 years old. He's 5'6 with a 66-inch reach. He is 13-7. and seven, And, uh, 0-1 in the UFC. He's a plus 185 underdog. So I still haven't figured out why this guy's in the UFC. You know, this was my attitude upon, you know, before watching all the tape, you know. I mean, I've looked into these these guys before, but going back and watching the tape, you know, this is my attitude at the beginning. is like, I don't know why this guy's in the UFC. He got knocked out on the Contender Series, and they still gave him a shot in the UFC, and he got knocked out again. But, uh, you know, he is really tough. You know, the, the Contender Series fight was a real good fight. He was doing pretty well in the striking before he got knocked out. Um, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage here. And, uh, you know, I can tell the skills are there, man. You know, it's just his chin that worries me. Um, I've seen him get hurt a lot in his fights, and he's been finished in his last two. I um, mean, he is a pretty good striker. He hits very hard. You know, his head movement could be better. But, you know, I don't honestly have too much more to say here because he is very well-rounded. He is very talented. Um, he's just had a bad run as of late, you know, and and – I really had to to go back and look, and because at first I'm like, "What the hell? Why are they giving this guy a shot?" But you know, he is a good fighter, and uh, I really thought they could have they should have put him back on the contender series or something and try to build him back up. But now I understand why they're giving him you know the opponent that he has because well, y'all see, um, Jesus Aguilar is a minus two twenty five favorite, um, probably going to wind up being an even bigger favorite than that. He's uh, he is 27 years old, 5'4", with a 62-inch reach. He's 8-2 and two and an 0-1 and in the UFC. And uh, I don't fault this guy for losing to Tiara. Tiara is an amazing grappler. Um, Jesus beat a real tough guy in the Contender Series, but I don't know, man. That fight was really going back and forth, and he just locked in. You know, he's got a really good guillotine. Um, you know, he's won a lot of fights with it. That's kind of like the one thing he's good at, and... Um, he has the shortest reach of all the male fighters in the UFC. He's very strong. He's never won a fight by knockout. 
Um, but he does, he, he seems like he would hit pretty hard. He swings really, very big. Um, he has nice double leg takedowns. Um, he likes to keep guys up against the cage and wear on them. Um, you know, he did make some mistakes, you know, and I, I hope he's worked on, on that. You know, he tried to trip to the wrong side a couple times on the contender series and actually pulled his opponent on top of him. So that shows that maybe he's not really as good of a grappler as they were making him out to be. Um, he has really good ground and pound, pushes a tough pace. Um, I think Shannon's going to have the striking advantage. Um, Aguilar swings really wild. He's not very technical at all. You know, upon upon ruing, uh, reviewing the tape, I definitely don't think Aguilar should be that big of a favorite at all. Um, if if Ross hadn't been finished in his last two fights, I would take him easily because he's the more skilled fighter here, I believe, all the way around. Um, Aguilar really isn't isn't that good, man. You know, um, the value is definitely on Ross. Uh, and based on what I've seen from these guys, I, I wouldn't put money on either of them. You know, I might, I might put Shannon in a, in a, in one of my big parlays that has barely anything on it. Um, so, you know, here's the deal, man. You know, we're, we're all worried about Ross getting knocked out again, but Aguilar's never knocked anybody out. And I actually do think Ross is better on the feet. So, uh, like I said, I wouldn't put money on it, but I'm going to be picking Ross. Uh, just because I was more impressed with what he was doing before he got knocked out on the contender series than than I was with what I saw Aguilar do on there, um, where he was kind of going back and forth and and in the fight, and you know then sunk in a, a guillotine choke, and uh, he was making a lot of mistakes and uh, just swinging very wild, and until he finally got his opponent into a guillotine, which is kind of all he's good at. So I'm going to take Ross to win by decision. Next up, we got Sean Brady taking on Jack Della Maddalena. Excuse me. Get some water. It's hot as hell here, guys, but I turned my window, window unit off for you guys because you can hear it in the background, and it's annoying. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so Sean Brady is... Um, He's 30 years old, 5'10 with a 72 and a half inch reach. He's 15 and 1 and 5 and 1 in the UFC, and he's a plus 150 underdog. So I'm a Brady fan. He's an amazing grappler when he gets it to the ground. Great submissions. You know, he's also huge. He's a big, strong guy. Um, his striking has gotten a lot better since he's been in the UFC. Um, he's going to be at a speed disadvantage here for sure, and his cardio isn't that good. That's one of the few things I can say against him. And I don't think anybody could really argue with me on that. Um, you know, also Bilal, you know, Bilal Muhammad really never knocks anybody out and he knocked Brady out, which, which is, uh, you know, not what I expected, you know, Bilal's good, but I expected him to kind of take Brady down and win that way, you know, it'd be boring, but he actually, actually picked Brady to win that fight, man. I think I even had a small play on him and, you know, uh, I didn't expect, I didn't expect Bilal to uh, win that way, you know, um. And, uh, yeah, Brady likes to sit back and counter-strike a lot. You know, he does struggle when he's being constantly pressured. That's how Bilal was able to kind of run him down and get the best of him and wear on him. Um, he's not going to want to stand with Jack. You know, Brady will need to get the takedowns to win this fight and look for a submission. Um, but my worry is is that even if he does, you know, get Jack down in the in the first round or, you know, the first round and a half, you know, and then his cardio isn't that great, then, you know, is, what's going to happen? Because you know, Jack, I think Jack's cardio is, you know, good. So he could still knock Brady out in the third round if Brady's tired. And, um, 
you know, that's that's the way I look at it. If, if Brady had better cardio, I would say, yeah, man, he's got a great shot. But there's not a lot of people I would pick over Sean Brady, man. He's he's very good. So he's taking on Jack Della Maddalena. He's 26 years old, 5'11", with a 73-inch reach. He's only got a half-inch reach advantage. Um, He's 14-2 and two and a minus-180 favorite. And uh, he's 4-0 and oh in the UFC. And uh, so the problem for Brady here is that Jack seems to be the real deal, man. 11 wins by knockout, two by submission. Um, only one fight has ever gone to decision, and that was against uh, Angelusa on the Contender Series, I believe. Um, Half-inch reach advantage, like I said. He's a very talented striker with big power. You know, um, he's very smooth and technical, you know, with his striking. He switches stances very well. He's good from both stances. Um, he has really good striking defense. He uses his jab very well. He doesn't swing big. He doesn't like wing shots. Um, everything is nice and straight and accurate. And uh, we saw in the Ramazan and me fight that he can get up if he's taken down and that he does have some, you know, decent submission defense. And, uh, you know, when guys are, or when guys are, uh, covering up, you know, whenever he has them hurt and they're covering up, he always throws the knee up the middle. And uh, he usually lands it. He's done it in like probably three of his fights uh, in the UFC. And uh, he looked amazing last time out, submitting Randy Brown. You know, didn't just ran right through Brand, uh, Randy like he was nothing. Um, and only the second person to ever submit Randy as well. So there's something to be said for that. Um, Sean is definitely a live dog, man. If you're if you're into it, if you if you if you're confident. Um, but I got to say, I think the price is right on Jack. I think it's a fair price. He's usually a way bigger favorite. And uh, I'm taking him to get the win by uh, by second round knockout. Next up, we got Robbie Lawler taking on Nico Price. And Robbie is 41 years old, 5'11 with a 74 inch reach. He is 29 and 16 and 14 and 10 in the UFC, and he's a plus 210 underdog. So yeah, obviously. You know, just the numbers on his record doesn't do him justice. Um, he's one of my favorite fighters of all time, one of the most exciting guys to ever compete in the sport. He's been a champion in multiple organizations. Um, he's fought nothing but killers his whole career, man. You know, uh, 21 wins by knockout on his record. He hits like a truck. Um, you know, in his prime, he was an amazing striker and finisher and and uh, and and brawler, really, is how he likes to fight. And uh, he did kind of look like the old Robbie when he beat Nick Diaz, but... You know, you know, I don't think Nick really took that fight as seriously as he used to. You know, he wasn't able to cut to get to, to get the weight down. Although Nick did land a lot of strikes, he threw like a record number of strikes in that fight. It just didn't seem like the old Nick Diaz to me. And um, you know, unfortunately, both of these guys, both of those guys, were on their way out. You know, and like I said Nick just didn't didn't look like the old Nick. And I hate seeing legends in the sport late in their career losing to guys that they would have destroyed a few a few years before. You know, Lawler losing to, you know, Barbarina, that just isn't a good look because Barbarina is terrible. Um, I hated having to see that, man. And that being said, you know, Robbie is live for a knockout anytime, anywhere. You know, I want Robbie to win this fight. Um, I want to see him go out on a win. You know, he comes out, he pushes a tough pace. He swarms on guys. His boxing is very good. He fights uh, very well when he's in close, you know, dirty boxing. And, uh... It should be a very exciting fight while it lasts, man, and be Robbie's retirement fight. So, you know, it usually doesn't go well for most guys on those retirement fights. So that's what I that's what I'm I'm worried about. 
And he's taking on Nico Price. He is 33 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 76 inch reach. He is 15 and six and seven, six and two in the UFC and a minus 260 favorite. And yeah, Nico's very tough, man. Uh, hasn't, hasn't been on a good run either, but he's been fighting some, you know, killers. So, um, if you look at it, he lost to Vicente Luque. That was three years ago. Luque was much better three years ago. Um, he had a draw with Donald Cerrone, and I feel like he kind of just didn't really care about winning that fight because it was Cerrone. Uh, he lost to Sh- Michelle Pereira. Um, Pereira won the first two rounds. Nico came on strong in the third, and if he had had like a, you know another few minutes, I think he would have finished Pereira. Um, he beat Alex Oliveira um, by decision, and his last fight out, he got knocked out by Phil Rowe, and he was looking pretty good at the beginning of that fight, man. And Phil Rowe caught him, you know, in the third round. So, um. His biggest advantage in this fight um, is that if he wants to, he can get the takedowns. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, he has great cardio. He also pushes a really tough pace. Whoever's the one that's pushing forward and keeping their opponent backing up will be the one winning the fight. Um, Price will be the one throwing more kicks. He throws a lot of calf kicks. He has good sweeps and grappling, but he's not going to have to worry about Lawler trying to take him down. So, you know, unfortunately, based on what I've seen here lately, you know, I've got to pick Price to get the win. Um, but if this was 2016, you know, Robbie would easily beat Price. And I want Robbie to win, man. I'm going to be rooting for him. Um, yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping he wins, man. I'd love to see him go out on a win. But uh, i got to pick Price to get the win. Um, haven't really decided how, though. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll say by, I hate saying it, but by a second round. KO. <laughs> Hopefully not. Next up, we got Dan Hooker taking on Jalen Turner. And uh, Dan Hooker is 33 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 75 and a half inch reach. He is 22 and 12 and 12 and 8 in the UFC, and he's a plus 175 underdog. Yeah, Dan's an amazing kickboxer. 11 wins by knockout on his record, 7 wins by submission. Um, he's been on a pretty bad run lately, but he's lost to some of the best fighters in the world. And and we saw in his last fight that he's definitely, you know, like a level above your average fighter because uh, Puelas just didn't have anything for Dan at all, man. Puelas looked horrible in that fight. And uh, it says on Tapology these guys have the same reach, but I'm not totally sure on that. I'll tell you why in a minute. Um he moves in and out of the pocket really well. Um, he fights best that way, fighting at range, not brawling, just kind of poking at his opponent with kicks and straight shots. Um, he will have the striking advantage in this fight, I believe. And uh, Dan's got pretty good submission defense, you know, um, unless he's fighting Islam Makachev. Uh, you know, he has a lot of success, uh, a lot of success with those uh, with those teep kicks, front kicks for the body. Uh, that's what he used to finish Puel is. Um, I want Dan to win this fight. I'm a big fan of his. And I think he's definitely a live dog. You know, if this is going to be a strictly striking affair and he's taking on Jalen Turner, 28 years old, six, three and tapology, um, tapology, like I said, says that these guys have the same reach, but on UFC, um, UFC has Jalen with a 77 inch reach. So that means he's got a two and a half inch reach advantage, but, uh, Jalen's, um, what did I say? 13 and six, six and three in the UFC. He's a minus two twenty five favorite. And uh, Jalen is probably the biggest lightweight, um, I'm pretty sure, in, in, in the UFC. Uh, like I said, um, possibly has a, a pretty good reach. He's coming off of a split decision loss to Gamrot, which 
he probably should have won that fight, in my opinion. You know, he did more damage. Um, he's powerful. He's got nine wins by knockout. Um, you know, he's been making tons of improvements, good submission defense. He's never been submitted. Um, so, you know, he, he uses his reach, you know, very well, has, has great submissions, um, fights behind his jab really well and, and behind his front kicks. Um, in the past, he's had trouble with the takedown defense and with wrestlers, but, uh, he's been getting better and judging from all the, uh, training videos he's been putting out on Instagram, you know, he's been working with Kamzat Shemaev, so he's definitely working on that. And I'm thinking he's planning on wrestling in this fight. Um, Dan doesn't really go for takedowns much. So, you know, based on what I've seen lately from Dan and how Turner and uh, I want Dan to win, but I'm going to be picking Turner. But I think that if it's on the feet, Dan has a really good shot at winning. So if Turner isn't going to use his grappling and try to get the takedowns, he may lose. But um, I'll take Turner to win by decision. Next up, we got Robert Whitaker taking on Drickus Duplessis. And, uh, yeah, Rob is, um, Rob is 32 years old, six foot tall with a 73 and a half inch reach. He is 24 and six and 15 and four in the UFC. And he's, a, um, you know, this is one of those ones where I do agree with him being that big of a favorite, um, and he's got an amazing record, man. He beats everybody in the division other than Adesanya. And their last fight was pretty close, honestly, man. And Rob's an amazing striker, kind of like a karate-type style where he darts in and out. He's very fast. Um, nine wins by knockout. He does um, he does have some submission wins on his record, but I don't think he's ever submitted anybody in the UFC. Um, he's a very good counterfighter. And uh, he's got five-round cardio, which will be his biggest advantage in this fight, even though it's a three-rounder. He's got some of the best cardio in the division. And, uh, great takedown defense, great head movement. You know, he makes the reads and adjustments very well throughout the fight. Um, the way, like he was countering that leg kick of Vittori's every time, last time out, Vittori landed that kick like twice. And then from then on, every time he threw it, Rob was decking him with a fucking straight right hand and, or, or a little check left hook. And, um, in my opinion, Rob's style is kind of tailor-made for a guy like Drickus. Um, you know, Rob's going to make him come out there and swing very big and miss and tire himself out. And, you know, Rob's going to bust him up with those little shots and just start hitting harder and harder as the fight goes on. Uh, but with a guy like Drickus, anything could happen, man. You know, uh, you never know. And, uh, yeah, Rob creates really good angles on his punches. You know, he'll, he'll hold his hands very low so you can't see where his punches are coming from. He's very tricky. And he's a very talented fighter, man. He's one of the best, you know, um, middleweights to ever do it. So he's taking on Drickus Duplessis. He is 29 years old, 6'1", with a 76-inch reach. He is 19 and 2 and 5 and 0 in the UFC, and he's a plus 290 underdog. And I'm a big fan of Drickus, you know, both of these guys. And um, Drickus is a very good kickboxer, hits like a truck. He can wrestle and grapple, but it appears every time he does that that he kind of gasses himself out. Um, he did mention, you know, needing to get some work done on his nose because it's all jacked up. He can't really breathe out of it. So that could be part of the reason that he always seems like he's struggling, you know, with cardio and having trouble breathing, you know, in his fights. And maybe he's gotten it fixed, but, uh, yeah, his cardio doesn't look very good, but he somehow works his way through it and gets the win. Um, he's very exciting to watch. This should be a fun fight. Um, hasn't fought anybody like Whitaker yet or even close. You know, Brunson gassed out really quick in his last fight. Uh, Drickus will have a two-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. Um, you know, he actually has a lot more submission wins on his record than he does knockouts, which is something you really wouldn't know unless you looked into his early career, you know, before the UFC. Um, and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that from his UFC career either. He's been getting a lot of finishes, so... 
Um, he did get a he did out get he did get out grappled pretty easily uh, against Derek Brunson. You know, for for a while in that fight. Um, I don't believe Rob's going to be trying to grapple. You know, uh, Drickus has you know dangerous ground and pound. You know, pushes a crazy pace. He's very unorthodox. Um, doesn't really care how tired he gets. He just throws everything he's got at you, and uh, which isn't really a good idea. You know, against a former champion with great cardio. You know, Drickus throws real hard elbows in the cl- in close. You know, up in the clinch, and uh, throws great strike at a time. Um, I want to see both of these guys fight fight Izzy, um, you know, but I think Rob's going to get the win, and I think we're going to see Rob and, and Izzy, you know, three, and then maybe Drickus will find his way in there after that. And uh, I'd definitely like to see, you know, Rob, you know, uh, win against Izzy. <laughs> uh, I was a big uh, Adesanya fan, man, but, yeah, you know, he said some things, man. And I spent a lot of money on his pay-per-views and stuff. And, you know, he's like calling people dumb crackers and stuff. And I bought like all of his autograph merch. And as a dumb cracker myself, I'm, I'm mad at him. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to take Robert to get the win, uh, by decision. Uh, next up we got Bo Nickel taking on Trace on Gore. And Bo Nickel is six one with a seventy six inch reach. He's twenty seven years old. He is four and zero and one and zero in the UFC, and he's a minus twelve hundred favorite. And he's four and zero. That's crazy. Uh, but this guy's probably the best American wrestler that we've seen, you know, coming to the UFC in a long time. And and you know, great jujitsu, very heavy hands. Um, we haven't seen this guy tested yet at all. Um, you know, he hasn't had any trouble at all yet either. Hasn't really faced any adversary. And uh, also hasn't fought, you know, anybody good either. Um, he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. All of his wins have been by finish. There's not much more to say. You know, I do, I do, I do worry about, you know, later on down the road, you know, the the inexperience catching up to him with the right opponent. But I don't think this is going to be that fight at all. Um, he's taking on Treshawn Gore. He's 29 years old, six foot tall, with a 75 inch reach. He is four and two, and one and two in the UFC, and he's a plus 725 underdog. Yeah, I'd never really been high on Treshawn Gore, man. He got knocked out by by Cody Brundage, um, you know, who hasn't looked good, you know, before or after that. And, you know, Gore's not very experienced at all either, man. He has a wrestling background, but he's not, you know, nowhere near as high a level as Bo is. Um, I expect Bo to get the takedown, then the submission probably, man. Uh, I'm going to say rear naked choke or triangle round one, just like he has been uh, there. Yeah, Treshawn Gore's just not very experienced either, man. So <laughs> it's just kind of a, I would say, norm, under normal circumstances, if Bo wasn't a, you know, the high level wrestler that he was, this could be a pretty even fight. But I think Bo's got this. And unfortunately, it's impossible to make any money on it. But um, next up, we got the co main event. Looking forward to this one. Um, Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Moreno, three. If if nobody's aware that they've already fought twice, um, Brandon Moreno is twenty nine years old, five uh, seven with a seventy inch reach. He is twenty one six and two and nine three and two in the UFC. Um, he's a minus one seventy five favorite. And uh, yeah, so quick thing to note here is, like I said, Pantoja has already beat Moreno twice, once by submission, once by unanimous decision. Um, 
Brandon's got 11 wins by submission, uh, five wins by knockout on his record. He's made tons of improvements. And, uh, you know, Marino's really been hogging up the, the number, you know, the number one spot in the division since like 2020, you know, um, Figueredo never fought anybody other than Marino in the last three years. And, uh, Marino only fought Kai Kara France and Figueredo. So France fight was a very impressive win. Um, he was getting caught a lot in that fight by Kai, um, but he ended up landing that kick to the liver and, you know, ended up getting the finish, but. Uh, Moreno's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, he's got kind of a weird style, kind of herky-jerky with his head movement and stuff. Great boxing. Um, very fast. Uses lots of head movement. Uh, lots of feints. Uh, goes to the body a lot with his punches. He does leave himself a little bit open when he, when he does that. So if the right person can time that, um, he could be into some, uh, into some trouble. And uh, his takedowns have improved a lot, you know, in the last few years. He's never been knocked out. Um, it says on his record that he's never been submitted, but that's when he submitted him, it was in the ultimate fighter house. So that technically doesn't go on his record, but, um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, I guess the main advantage that Moreno's going to have is that, you know, in the later rounds, he's going to, he's been five rounds several times and he'd probably be, you know, fresher late in the last, in the fourth or fifth round. So, um, Pantoja has been getting a lot of finishes here lately pretty quick. So, um, He's taking on Alexander Pantoja. He's 33 years old, 5'5 with a 68-inch reach. He is 25-5 and 9-3 and and in the UFC. And um, he's a plus, one, uh, plus 144 underdog. Uh, 10 wins by submission, 8 by knockout. And um, I believe Pantoja is going to have the grappling advantage in this fight. Um, in their second fight, Pantoja was really getting the better of, of Moreno everywhere. Um, he broke Moreno's nose in the first round. Um, these guys have made a ton of improvements, both of them, you know, and it could be a very close fight. Um, Pantoja has been on a roll, man. He's beat three tough guys in a row, uh, two by finish. He beat, uh, Manel Cop by unanimous decision. He beat Brandon Royval by submission. And then he beat Alex Perez very quickly with a rear naked choke. And, uh, he pushes a really tough pace. He's got really good jujitsu world-class. Uh, like I said, he fucking, he didn't even have that, uh, that choke over, you know, on the neck, it was over the chin when he choked at Alex Perez. It was a rear naked choke. He had his back. Uh, Perez was standing up and he had just his arm over the chin and he was able to submit him like that. So that tells you how tough this guy squeeze is. So, um, Patoja has great boxing. He stays on guys from the jump, pushes a really tough pace, like I said. And, uh, and after a lot of debating, man, uh, I like my underdogs. Y'all know that. And I, I actually really do think Pantoja has a good chance to win this fight. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be going with Pantoja to get the win, man. I'm going to say he wins by, uh, by round three submission. Um, he's a live dog and I like the price and, uh, definitely haven't thrown in some parlays. I don't think I'll be betting him straight up. Um, but I do have a, I do have a, uh, underdog parlay that I put together. So, um, next up we got the main event. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Yair Rodriguez. And uh, Alexander is 34 years old, 5'6", with a 71.5-inch reach, 25-2, um, and 12-1 and, uh, and one in the UFC, and he's a minus 425 favorite. Um, 12 wins by knockout, 3 by submission, uh, coming off a very close fight with Makachev. A lot of people thought he won it. You know, it was close. Um, he's very, very well-rounded. You know, he's he's going to have the wrestling advantage in this fight. And 
You know, just let's just look at his record, man, and all these guys he's fought. He's basically cleared out his division other than Yair, you know? So yeah, man, he's beat Max Holloway three times somehow. Um <laughs> uh or I guess they were a draw the first time, weren't they? Or something. No, it wasn't. Um, beat Max Holloway. I thought Holloway won the second fight. That's just my my opinion. Um, it was a split decision win for um, for Alex. Uh, it was a close fight. Could have gone either way, but I thought Holloway had won that one, and then Holloway looked horrible in the last one. And uh, he beat uh, the Korean Zombie, which who didn't have anything for him. Uh, Brian Ortega, um, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendez knocked him out. Um, you know, Darren Elkins, Jeremy Kennedy, Shane Young. A lot of Jamie Malarkey back in the day. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I mean, Alex is good everywhere. You know, his, his striking is pretty solid. Um, it is, it is a little bit worrying to me when a guy goes up a weight class and then has to come back down again. Um, I can't think of a whole lot of examples, you know, in MMA or the UFC that, uh, that that I could give, but I can tell you that like there's been scenarios in boxing where, you know, a guy's gone up a, a weight class or two because they have so many weight classes. You know, he gone up and then he comes back down and he looks like crap. You know, because he had a little bit of time getting used to all that. So I doubt it'll be something like that with you know with Alex. You know, it's only ten pounds. You know, it's not like he's going from lightweight to middleweight. You know, whatever. But I mean, Alex is pretty solid, man. He's the the best featherweight in the world. You know, probably ever. And, uh, I don't know, man. I think he's definitely going to have to use his wrestling. Um, definitely have to use his wrestling, get the takedowns. Um, could possibly be a pretty, uh, boring fight, you know, um, unless he gets a submission. Um, he's taking on Yair Rodriguez. He's 30 years old, 5'11", with a 71-inch reach. Um, Volkanovski's going to have a half-inch reach advantage. Um... Uh, Yair is 15 and three and 10, two and one in the UFC, uh, one, no contest, not a draw. And, uh, he's a plus three thirty underdog. And yeah, man, Yair's an amazing striker. He's got kind of like a lot of, you know, Taekwondo kicks and very creative elbows and crazy spinning attacks and stuff like that. And, you know, he proved in his last fight, man, that he's really worked on his ground game and he hasn't always had the best, you know, um, the best takedown defense. But he did show that he's worked on his jiu-jitsu and he's very dangerous off of his back. And uh, yeah, he did he did hurt Josh Emmett in that fight as well. I think it was with a body kick, you know, before he got taken down. And then he immediately locked up that triangle and just looked... He looked amazing, man. He looked really good. Um, I love his striking. Um, I think if this fight's on the feet, Yair definitely would probably win. Um, that's my opinion. I think Yair's striking is that good. And uh, Volkanovski's very good too, but he has the wrestling advantage. Um, I want Yair to win this fight. I'm rooting for him. I like him a lot. You know, I think he's a, a very exciting fighter. And um, and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. You know, I am picking, I'm going to pick Volkanovski to get the win with his wrestling, but uh, I'm making a, a two-fight parlay and just putting a little bit of money on it. And uh, yeah, that's all my picks, guys. So let's get into the bets. And uh, so I, I made a two-fight parlay that was uh, Pantoja and... Uh, 
Yeah, Pantoja and Rodriguez, sorry. And that's a plus nine forty nine. I just put like a hundred bucks on it, something small. Um that way if the two underdogs pay off, you know, I'll I'll win about a thousand bucks almost. So um and then as far as uh, my other plays, I got a, a play on Jack Dilla Madalena, minus one eighty. Um that's a one unit play. Um I've got a Whitaker and Ribovics uh parlay that's minus one oh nine. And um what else did I have? I know I added something. I added something else today, and I didn't write it down. Sorry. Um, I'm still waiting on the. Uh, there's a couple of of fights that aren't on the card. You know, the Tiara and uh, and Saman um, fights aren't on Bovada yet. They don't have the lines up. Um, whenever those come in, I am going to. I haven't decided if I'm going to parlay both of them together, but I'm definitely going to try and have some action on Tiara. But uh, if I might, I might just do a two fight parlay last minute, you know, Saman and, and Tiara. Um, it'll probably still be, you know, probably won't be plus money, but it might be close. So whenever that rolls around, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And, um, and I do have a, a, a half unit play on uh, Ribovix as well. And I did. I really wanted some action on on Whitaker, so that's why I parlayed him and Ribovix together. You know, it's a minus one hundred nine, like I said. Um, and I still had to play on Ribovix, but uh, I was going to parlay Whitaker and Uruguay together, and it was a minus one eighty two. I was like, that's not a very good price, you know, two big favorites. So, and uh, as far as um, as far as the big parlays, like I said, I'm waiting on Tiara and Saman to come in. But uh, right now I've got a uh, Whitaker, Uruguay, Ribovix, Nickel, and Madalena uh, parlay. That's plus three hundred five. You know, it's not. It's a horrible, horrible price for that many fights. But uh, and then I added Turner and Minifield, and that's a plus nine fifty. And then I added Pantoja to you know. Um, so yeah, if y'all don't know how I do it, you know, each time I say then add, that means I've already made the parlay for that. So. Uh, add Turner and Minifield, that's plus 950. And then on another one, I added all those and added Pantoja, that's plus 2,441. And then after that, I made one that has um, Ross and Price added to it, and that's plus 9,774. And like I said, waiting on the other two lines to come in so I can add them to the final parlay. And I'll probably I'll probably put together some other ones with them, man. But um, yeah, that's all the picks, all the bets, man. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, I'm up over 300 subscribers, man. And I, I do really appreciate it and uh, appreciate all you guys commenting and chopping it up with me and all that stuff. And, uh, can't thank you enough, man. And you know, I haven't been doing this, but since February, man. So I feel like I, I'm making pretty good progress and, um, been making some money too. So, um, what else, what else, what else? Oh yeah. One more thing while I'm here. Um, I want to talk about these these two fights they had switched around on the uh, Strickland Magomedov card real quick. So they uh, they switched out um, Bruno Fiara's Ferreira's opponent from uh, Razak Alassan to um, Nur Sultan uh, Ruzabov, which is a guy that I wasn't super familiar with. Um, I went back and did do a little bit of research and everything. Seems like a legit fighter, man. Um, I think he usually fights at 170. Um, he's six foot four, so he's probably going to have a reach advantage here too. It doesn't have a 
it doesn't have his reach on tapology. Um, he's 34, eight and two. So he's pretty damn experienced compared to Fer- Ferreira. Um, and he looks pretty solid, man. You know, he's been, uh, he's been getting finishes and pretty much all of his fights. So, <laughs> oh, let's look at it real quick. You know, I watched some of the tape on him, man. And I, and I like him. Um, I think he has a really good shot at win this fight, especially if he uses his wrestling. He's got 12 wins by knockout and 20 by submission. He's only ever won two fights by decision. So, um, and he's fought all over the world. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be going with him, man. Just because I'm really not all that high on Ferreira. Cause I think he just, I think he's just, you know, he's got good striking and he's just a very heavy hitter. And I think that if somebody can get him to the ground, um, they got a good shot at winning this fight, and we've never seen Ferreira out of the first round. So, I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take uh, Ruzabov, um, to get the win on uh, on short notice here. Um, I'm gonna say he uses his wrestling and and just controls it for three rounds and plays it safe, or maybe gets a submission. But I'll, I'll take him to win by decision, just so you guys know. And there's one more fight, I believe, unless they changed up another one. I don't know about. I'm too busy because I do these so early, guys, that, you know, it, sometimes I don't even realize they switch a fight around until the day of the fights because I'm already working on the next card because I do these so so early. But um, they added uh, Joe Anderson Brito versus uh, Weston Wilson to this card. And uh, we all know about Joe Anderson Brito. Um, he's 28 years old, 5'8", with a 72-inch reach. He is... Uh, I don't, they don't have the lines up for fucking, I don't know if they have the lines up for this one on there either. So I don't know, but I know, I know Brito's a favorite. He's going to be, um, he's 14 and three and one. And in his UFC debut, he, he did, uh, he came out and had a really good first round against Bill Algio and he kind of gassed. It was on short notice. Um, since then he's came out and, you know, he finished Arlie Feely, um, and, uh, beat Lucas Alexander who did look very good in his, uh, in his last fight. Um, he submitted him. He's a finisher, man. He's very well-rounded, very powerful. And uh, he is going to be at a significant size disadvantage here, but um, he's only going to have uh, – Wilson's only going to have a one-inch reach advantage. But uh, from what I've seen on, you know, Weston Wilson, he's a pretty tough guy. Um, his last – I mean, his last weigh-in was 149 pounds, so I don't know if he has trouble making weight or, or what. I didn't look into all the details on that, but – um, he's got kind of like a karate type style with his striking, but you know, most of his wins have been by submission. He's got 11 wins by submission, five by knockout. Um, you know, his LFA record, he was zero and three in LFA. He had one win in Bellator and he did go and get some, some wins in some other, one of these was a boxing match. Um, you know, he got some wins in some other organizations, a lot of stuff that most people never heard of. You know, um, and, uh, and then he had a fight in XMMA, um, in July last year and he got knocked out in that. So he did win a fight in XMMA though, before that with a, with a side choke. Um, I'm not completely sold on him, man. You know, um, he's a pretty exciting fighter. His fights are always fun to watch, but, um, on short notice, uh, I'm definitely going to be going with Joe Anderson Brito to get the win. Um, I'm going to say he wins by a first round knockout. But uh, we just don't really know enough about Weston Wilson, man, because here lately what's been happening is that, you know, they they be throwing these guys in on on short notice and 
and uh, and you know, and then they ended up beating you know the uh, the UFC veterans that that you know that uh, that they get thrown, and it's because you know, and and, and the veterans are always a big favorite, and it's just because not everybody's um, super familiar with some of these guys. A lot of people don't pay attention to the regional scene. You know, I do, but um, but man, you know, it's just. If if we had more guys in on three or four days' notice, I mean, I know most people in, out in the world do have time to do their research. Me, I'm on a pretty strict schedule of getting doing one video on to the next, doing one video on to the next. So I'm constantly on the next card, and I don't have a whole lot of time, you know, to go out of my way. And you know, especially after I've already done a video on the card, and they throw people in, you know, a few days after, and I don't usually have a whole lot of time to go back and and do the research on that. But, um. I try to, I do a little bit, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, I guess that's it for me guys. And, uh, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for watching. Please like, and subscribe. And, uh, I hope one of you guys wins that, uh, wins that contest, man. I'll announce if anybody won on my next video. So appreciate you guys. I'm out of here.